This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Are you looking to save 50, 60, even 70% on your phone bill? Well, here's a tip. Broadvoice.com. Hi, it's Brad Staggs of Blaze TV here. Broadvoice offers high-quality phone service for only $8.95 a month. You may ask, how can I save so much money? What's the catch? Well, the secret is the technology. Broadvoice uses VoIP technology that takes analog audio signals from your phone, turns them into digital data, and then transfers them over the Internet. This means crystal clear sound and cheaper phone bills. Broadvoice has been ranked in the Deloitte Technology Fast 500 and Inc. 500 as one of the fastest growing private companies in America. Get Broadvoice right now for only $8.95 a month. Keep your existing phone number for free and Broadvoice will send you their easy plug-in adapter free. All this and you get unlimited local calling for just $8.95 a month. Plus, for a limited time, Broadvoice will even give you your first month free. Do what we did here at Blaze Radio. Make the switch today at broadvoice.com or call Seven back eight 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 seven two seven B E C K. It is uh, Pat and Stu. I would be Pat. This is Stu, and that's uh, what's this Ugh. fatness over there? Right? Oh my gosh! We're, so, right. we're sorry again. Mm-hmm. Whatever. This you know, there's not the much trend. we can do about it. We didn't say, hey, hey, why don't you put Jeffy on the show? It just kind of I you didn't. That, that, that was like happened. literally never approved. It was never. It was never talked about. It was never approved. We never requested it for sure. It's like the Fourth Amendment. Know. It's like it's not here anymore. We never said yes to that, did we? Did we ever say we don't want the Fourth Amendment anymore? Can no, you repeal that no, thing? We, we did that with Prohibition. Uh, I don't remember doing it with the Fourth yeah. Amendment, but it's just not here but, anymore. Uh, but there he is. Mm. Ugh. There he is. Mm. Look at him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, how was your weekend? Really good. Thank you for yeah, asking. Good, good, yeah, good, good. Yeah. The, how about yourself? Not a good weekend. Yeah. Not a good, we started it out uh, with a uh, Dennis DeYoung and Sticks concert, <laughs> which right. was awesome. Really good. Guy is 68 years old now. Mm-hmm. Dennis DeYoung, the lead, former lead singer of Sticks, 60 freaking 8. And when did he leave Sticks? I mean, was it the 80s? He's still hanging on to Sticks material? Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, of course. It's all Sticks material. Except for the one, he did one song that was a solo thing, and that was Desert Moon. Did you recognize it? Oh, yeah. Known, yeah, yeah. Known hit? Uh, yeah. It was a uh, top ten. Um, but um, he left. St- well, he didn't leave Sticks. Uh, Tommy Sticks Shaw. Left too. Tommy Shaw left and, uh, and was tired of Sticks, and he and DeYoung didn't get along. So Tommy Shaw left. He's the guy. Tommy Shaw did, you know, he's the lead vocalist for things like uh, Blue Collar Man, Renegade, Fooling Yourself. You familiar with any of those? I'm sure I would know you, them if you I look heard them. Kind of I, I'm like more in the Mr. Roboto era. Okay, well, that, <laughs> like a, that's Dennis DeYoung. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So anyway. I, I heard that was part of the reason for the breakup, wasn't it? Like, they, the rest of the band was not exactly into Not the, into it. Not the into the Roboto phase. Right. Yeah. Yes. Because wasn't that a big, like, rock opera type of situation? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it okay. was a big thematic. He was into a theme mm-hmm. for all the albums. And 
It's interesting because sticks, a lot of people don't know this. First of all, they're not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which is inconceivable to me, especially when you think, um, didn't they just induct Bill Freakin' Withers and the Five Royals? Whoa. What are the you hell? Are you and sticks to sticks isn't. To Bill Withers? <laughs> no. What? No, they okay. don't compare. Okay. Bill That's Withers doesn't belong mentioned That's in the I, same what? breath Wait. as sticks. Come on. <laughs> So anyway, they're the only band to ever have four consecutive platinum albums. Wow. Is that amazing? Yeah, and they're not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. How'd hmm. that happen? Anyway, Dennis DeYoung got into this phase where he was doing these thematic uh, albums. Everything had to tie in. And so like Paradise Theater, and then it was Mr. Roboto, and then it was, I, I don't know, something else. And, and Tommy Shaw's like, look, I just want to rock. <laughs> Okay. I don't care about the spaceship coming down above us on stage, yeah, okay? I, I don't want any of that. And so he left. And Dennis Young said he had no intention of ever, ever doing a solo thing. And so he found himself having to do solo. So he did. Uh, and then they got back together in 1996 for about uh, a year, I think, or maybe less. Um, and wound up hating each other all over again. <laughs> So it's over now. It's I mean, kind of like how try when we come in to do this show every day. It's like me and you are sitting over here. We're like, we want to do a show, and then there's Jeffy. Right, right. We just want to end <laughs> this. We want to break up. We actually don't consider it the show ending. We consider it breaking the show up every day. Yeah. Uh, because yeah. the rest of the time, we never talk, uh, at least to Jeffy. I mean, so. I mean well, or in one of his trials, sometimes we testify. To, you appear to be listening to me when I talk to you. No. We're not. No, I had to break this too. Well, <laughs> it's not at all. Mm -hmm. But it's it's amazing to me how many how many bands end that way. Almost all of them. Yeah, almost all. And I guess maybe it's something to do with sort of um, the type of person you need to be to get into a band. I mean, yeah. uh, you know, you're, I think and very similar things go to um, uh, radio as well. The entertainment industry, I think, has a lot. I mean, we've seen this in in uh, TV shows as well. It's like you get into that. Uh, I don't know, maybe it's just that mindset of that person who gets into that field. Like, you go into, you want to be a rock star. When you're 10, you're not thinking you're the guy who's playing guitar that nobody knows behind the main lead singer guy. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think a lot of times that leads to some sort of stress where, you yeah. know, you know. And then when you have, you have two competing lead vocalists like you did in Sticks. You had Dennis DeYoung doing most of the soft stuff and media. It's always a weird thing. And then you have Tommy Shaw doing the hard rock stuff. And writing all those songs. Yeah. And then they clash. Yeah. And then Tommy Shaw's thing when he left the band was like, he's not a rock guy. So t just despite Tommy Shaw, I think, he hired a guy. It's kind of interesting because I kept telling my wife all the way through the show because they were doing all the sticks Tommy Shaw songs that Dennis DeYoung didn't see, sing lead vocal on. And he just sang it for... And, and this... No, this other guy did. Oh, okay. This guy who looked and sounded a lot like Tommy Shaw. And so I kept telling my wife, I bet they got him in a Sticks tribute band. And so I looked it up <laughs> afterward. They got him in a Sticks tribute band. Uh, but he he's really good. He's really good. Anyway, the, the two of them kind of clash because you, you, you got this guy who's having top ten hits, and then you got this other guy who does rock songs, but they're not as big a hit. And then you, you got the part of the band wanting to really rock and part of the band not.
It's got to be tough. Yeah. It's got to uh, be tough. It happens a lot. I mean, especially with the two lead singer thing. Does that ever work? I mean, what was I don't the, know. I was thinking about the, that. The I band so. with, um, what was it? Think of California Dreamin', that band, uh, the, the one with one of them Mom died. And Pop. Mom's Pop. They broke up. They had two yeah. lead singers, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, Oasis is another one I would put in that. Uh, they had two lead singers? Yeah, Noel and Liam Gallagher. Oh, they were yeah, brothers, right, right, right. but they hated each other, at least at times during that. Uh, Genesis, right? Oh my gosh, Genesis! Uh, yeah, Peter Gabriel and oh. Phil Collins, right through there. Both were they of them. were they both lead singers at the same time? I, I think thought, they were I separate. Collins, yeah, I think Phil Collins came in to replace. That's what Peter I thought. Gabriel, too. I thought, but yeah. whatever. There, I mean, it just seems like that's the story. That's why uh, yeah. Behind the Music was a series for as long as it was on VH1 because every freaking <laughs> band has this story. Beatles. Oh yeah, no, you had McCartney, Lennon. Sometimes Harrison. Yep. And then, and of course, the biggest star. Well, the biggest star of them all. Ringo. 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 Oh, of course. <laughs> On this show, Ringo was the Ringo. biggest star. Ringo. I mean, clearly. Yeah. Who, who by the and way, that was just inducted either. into the Rock, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Fame. Yes, he was. I mean, it's, it's, I, look, I, I, he's already in the Hall of Fame as a Beatle, right? Yeah. Is, is his solo career bigger than Sticks? No. No, it I is not. In it's, my it's mind, it's bigger, not. But I, it's not even close. Right? It's not even close. But here's what happened with Ringo Starr. Paul McCartney was talking to somebody uh, about Ringo, and they mentioned, hey, he's the only one of you guys not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame on his own. McCartney's like, what? Ringo's not in? It's like, no. So McCartney started making phone calls to people. Well, people listen to Paul McCartney. Yeah, I bet they do. And so... Uh, That's kind of cool. I he kinda... said he called Bruce Springsteen and somebody else. And then uh, they said, the okay, rolling. he's in. So then they, they so then Paul called Ringo and he said, hey, how'd you like to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame as a solo artist? He's like, well, yeah. He said, so all I have to do is present and you're in. And that's how it came to be. So if that's how things are done in the Rock Hall of Fame, shut up. That's not a real Hall of Fame. No, oh, it's well. not. It's, it's a, not a real Hall of Fame. It's a, it's a tourist destination in Cleveland. That's all it is. Okay, that's what it is. It's, that's it's all it is. You know, they, and it's kind of a cool one. I mean, they've got a nice building. I've been there. Have you, I've never been inside. Nice, I've yeah. seen the building, though. It's well, a cool I, mean, it's, I mean, that was nice of... I mean, Ringo deserves it. It was nice of Paul. Yeah, I thought it was nice of him. But does he deserve to be in a solo artist? Yes, of course he does, because Paul said so. Okay, well... I guess based on that, yes, he that does. That's the thing. It's like, wait a minute. You want to be you want to be ambassador to Austria, and you've never been to Austria? <laughs> well, hold yeah. on. Let me make a couple calls. I'll make that happen. And that is how, that's that's how exactly those things happen. Yeah. How things work. Uh, that's crazy. Mm -hmm. Anyway, uh, here's how other things work. Um, a black person dies, and then rioting ensues. And that's what's happened again in Baltimore, well, Maryland. Only when a black person dies from a particular thing. Right when they die yes, because another true. black person has killed them, no, no one problem. says anything, no problem. which is right. sad in and of itself. If they die with police anywhere around them, mm -hmm. then, then there's rioting. Yeah. There's a problem. Now this guy, I, I, you know, the story is weird. Freddie Gray had his spine severed, broken. Mm -hmm. How did that work? In as they as apparently the cops took him down. It didn't. Although it didn't look like they were stomping him or beating him or any of those types of things. But then after they apprehended him, he was screaming in agony. And they were kind of dragging him across the street to load him into the squad car or do whatever they were going to do. And he later died in custody. 
Um, but so I don't know if they just took him down in a weird way or he fell in a weird way and it severed his spine. But the, the, the tragic, tragic incident. And he did die. Uh, he is black. Hmm. And so apparently the the uh, go to theory is that police beat him to death. Now, whether or not that's true, I don't know. But th- you got this black lives don't matter thing again. And now you got rioting in the streets. And you have the mayor of Baltimore uh, who talks about the protests uh, in a fairly unusual way. Here's what the mayor of Baltimore said. I've made it very clear that I uh, worked with the police and instructed them to do everything they could to make sure that the protesters were able to exercise their uh, right to free speech. Okay. Uh, it's a very delicate balancing act. Because while we uh, tried to make sure that they were protected really from delicate. the cars and the other you know, things that were going on, not much of a um, we also gave those who wished to destroy space to do that as well. Wait. And we wait, 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 uh, worked very what? hard to, uh, to keep that Hold balance and, and to yeah. put ourselves in the best position <laughs> to de-escalate. That is the most amazing thing I think I've ever heard a mayor say. We also gave them the space to those who wish to destroy. We gave them the space to go ahead and do that also. You did what now? What? Hmm. Aren't you police? Aren't you serve and protect? Isn't that your deal? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, you gave them space to... That's not a delicate balancing act. That's way over the edge. Something has actually fallen to the ground in that case. It's not balancing anymore. And it's a typical uh, thinking of a progressive mayor to essentially, she's saying this almost like it's a charitable act. We allowed them to destroy our things. Well, first of all, they're not your and things. not your things. But second Other of all, people's they're things. private. A lot of it's private property. Yeah. So even the the public property is not your is not your stuff. Right. That's the stuff of the people who you know you tax the hell out of to pay for it. Uh, but the other side of that is it's you know somebody's deli. That's not your stuff. You don't get to decide whether people get space to destroy that or not. That's crazy. Uh, that it's, is crazy. It's amazing. You're supposed to protect those people's property. <laughs> it's a- I, a delicate balancing act. No, it's it's not delicate at all. First of all, you let them have their free speech. Yes, fine, as long as they're abiding by the law. They got a permit. Let them speak. Whatever. Uh, they can gather there. They can say what they want to. What they can't do is start busting in uh, police cars, uh, windows, or or uh, citizens' cars, windows. They can't do this. Okay, that is that is unacceptable. Well, and what if they really want to? Uh, it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah but if they, I mean, if they think it's important. Yeah, that still doesn't matter. What if still, knocking over uh, a bunch of food uh, mm-hmm. you know, shelves yeah, still it, not it makes good. them feel like they're making their point? Yeah, that, you didn't think about that. I don't care. No, I did think about that, and that's wrong. Okay. And I illegal. I don't think I'm relating to you on this particular point. I Apparently. mean, this was bad enough that to the point that they actually kept the people at the Orioles game inside the stadium. Right. Yeah, they you wouldn't let them leave. In the ninth inning. Yeah. That's because a, they were afraid for their safety. Yeah. Because you got these people running wild through the streets uh, down near Camden Yards. That's uh, really bad. I mean, you don't do that it's to a really bad. Them, guys. It's, just, it's too crucial to a, to a city. <laughs> um, I mean, they just showed, I could see the picture of that broken window had a sign for the new 7 Eleven app, mm. which I'm very excited about. Because every uh, seventh cup is free, no matter what the size is. Oh, so, wow. so I got this good scam going on with the 7-Eleven around here. 
Mm -hmm. And I say it's a scam, but it's actually well within the rules. Which is you go in there and you buy, like, for example, the big gulp is 79 cents right now. So you go in there and you buy six big gulps, Mm -hmm. but the seventh cup is free. But they don't care what size the cup is. So when you get to the free cup, you go buy a super big gulp. And you get that one for free. So you're buying, you're paying an incredibly low amount for soda. And I would say it's one of the most important things in America right now is a 7-Eleven app. And uh, they broke out a window that says that. Well, it was, it was so next to the 7-Eleven app sign. They went too far. Right. Well, you don't they do that, right? No. Right. You're right. I mean, people need to get no, in there and I get their big I think for that reason, too. Mm-hmm. I think for that reason. So... Thank that's you. a good point. I, I was, I was a was little solid. worried you weren't going to support me on no, that. No, I mean, that's solid. Um, what are you, you going to say about that? Okay, good. <laughs> uh, so uh, this is kind of interesting, too, because um, as a uh, female journalist is uh, photographing them and telling them to stop, uh, she gets overrun and her camera stolen. Here's what happened to her. <laughs> Down she goes. Oh, boy. And they stole camera. The dude's not going to. He's not going to. I love that the footage is coming from uh, Russia today. That's awesome. <laughs> so Russia today is is having a field day with this stuff, as they always do when anything goes wrong in America. And the difference, of course, is we show all our our warts and our foibles, and they don't. But they 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 revel in this kind of stuff. Oh God, our media makes us look show. worse than than it actually is. Oh yeah, I mean they constantly strive to make us look like a third world nation. Yeah. Uh, and Russia today loves jumping on that bandwagon love and it. doing everything they can to love push it. that down the road a little bit. Douchebags. Triple eight seven two seven Beck, eight 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 seven two seven B E C K. Also, the police union had accused uh, the assistant chief of disrespecting the U.S. Maybe being a Muslim. Fraternal Order of uh, Police President Javier Ortiz is accusing the Miami assistant chief of police of lacking respect for the United States. And he's circulating a video. He says it should lead to disciplinary action against her. Her alleged crime. Uh, not holding her hand over the heart during the pledge. Oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Dun, there dun, it is. Dun. A little bit of that right there. Uh, do we know why she chose not to do that? It says uh, the Miami Police Department uh, said she followed proper code when deciding not to salute the American flag while in uniform during a recent promotional ceremony. Uh, the military code of conduct supersedes police code. Uh, and that, sh- uh, that she properly followed that code. I guess there's an argument mm. about whether what the code is, which... I don't know. When there's an argument about it, it's like, I mean, I whatever. Yeah, that's, that's, that's not I'm very, not going to get too excited about no. it. No, I'm plus. I mean, she should be. Uh, even if she doesn't, she, she doesn't do it intentionally because she's bored. She, should, I mean, is that a reason to get rid of a police chief or a police officer? Probably not. Probably not. What I think it was worse was the Washington Post reporter who was texting during the national anthem at the uh, White House correspondence dinner. Oh, she wasn't texting. Okay. What, what was she doing? <laughs> she was taking notes. Oh, okay. okay. What notes. year is it, Jeffy? It's, is it 2015? It's 2015. Uh, yep. yeah. People take yeah. notes on their phone now, Pat. It's a break <laughs> During the national anthem? Yes. Yeah, okay. Like, uh, is the person so going to hit the note? was it 2014 that became okay, or was it just 2015 when that, uh, taking notes during the national anthem? 2015. When, 2015. 2014, it would have been horrible. See, I was thinking it was 2014 and it wasn't okay anymore, but now it's 2015. Well, you do so know during the Super Bowl, you can okay. wager on how long certain notes are held. 
Um, oh, I didn't know that. Yes. Uh, so maybe that's what she was thinking. Maybe she had a side bet. <laughs> on that possible. particular event. That's possible. Mm -hmm. we'll look into that. Okay. 888-727-BECK. It's uh, Pat and Stu. By the way, you can get your 72-hour uh, kit right now from mm -hmm. My Patriot Supply. Uh, and that includes shipping for $10. 10 bucks for three days' worth of food. Call 800-274-3040. 800-274-3040. Mm -hmm. Comes in these uh, great little packets. You get 72 hours worth of food, and it's $10. Now, limit to four Per caller, because, uh, well, they can't stay in business with this kind of offer. <laughs> Let's just, just say your things. city is overrun by inexplicable riots. Okay. Uh, you may want to have some food on hand, as this is seemingly happening in city after city. My Patriot Supply can uh, offer that to you uh, for any uh, disaster. It's a national disa natural disaster, terrorist attack, uh, anything, really. Uh, mm -hmm. Anytime you might need a little bit of extra food, it's there for you. We've had these wacky thunderstorms in yep. the Knocked Dallas Knocked out power for us last night. Knocked out power, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was, uh, it, was, and it was me pathetically trying to figure out how to get the generator to work. Uh, because I have it, but I, don't, I never had to use it. So <laughs> It's nice that you have it, though. <laughs> yeah, that's my that's big nice. step. Uh, you know, it's you, good. Now I have a 72-hour kit, and I can get a little bit of power. These are good ideas, yeah, uh, America. And, uh, you know, look, even for something simple, we were able to run our refrigerator and not lose our food. That's great. Um, and last time this happened, we uh, lost all of our food. And, yeah. uh, you know, this is what happens. I mean, if you're not prepared for these things, whether it's power or anything else, uh, you can get hit in ways that you don't expect. And that's why 72-hour kit is just a very easy, basic thing to have for preparedness. It's going to get you through three days. It's 10 bucks, and it includes shipping. It doesn't get any easier than this. My Patriot Supply, it's not just food. It's freedom. 800-274-3040. Are you looking to save 50, 60, even 70% on your phone bill? Well, here's a tip. Broadvoice.com. Hi, it's Brad Staggs of Blaze TV here. Broadvoice offers high-quality phone service for only $8.95 a month. You may ask, how can I save so much money? What's the catch? Well, the secret is the technology. Broadvoice uses VoIP technology that takes analog audio signals from your phone, turns them into digital data, and then transfers them over the Internet. This means crystal clear sound and cheaper phone bills. Broadvoice has been ranked in the Deloitte Technology Fast 500 and Inc. 500 as one of the fastest-growing private companies in America. Get Broadvoice right now for only $8.95 a month. Keep your existing phone number for free, and Broadvoice will send you their easy plug-in adapter free. All this, and you get unlimited local calling for just $8.95 a month. Plus, for a limited time, Broadvoice will even give you your first month free. Do what we did here at Blaze Radio. Make the switch today at Broadvoice.com or call Is there anything that the Clintons are doing right at the present time or have ever well, done right? They're doing or... a lot right for foreign governments that want to influence our policy. Are they? Okay, mm -hmm. good. Mm -hmm. Good. I, I'm just curious. Like Columbia wanted a trade dealer to go through, and they were able to take some massive donations uh, and nice, make that happen. Nice, nice. Because I remember great. during the Clinton presidency, the uh, Bill Clinton presidency, he was able to uh, sell some secrets to the Chinese. Um, That's great. Which was illegal at the time, but he did it anyway. And that was, you know, so he did some good things for them, too. Um, I just noticed something, and I, I don't mean to 
to, to jump on, on your case here. Mm -hmm. uh, but you said it was Bill Clinton's presidency, mm -hmm. seemingly trying to indicate that Hillary had nothing to do with it. I guess in a way maybe to say that women don't matter? Is that what you're... No, I'm just saying she was not the president at the time. But she did. She deserves just as much credit well, for everything that was the done. Lowly wife, during the first, the no, lowly because, first lady. No, mm -hmm. because she really did nothing. Uh, nothing. Uh, <laughs> I see where we're going here. Uh, you may be interested uh, to uh -huh. learn, uh, right? uh, maybe for the first time, <laughs> maybe. Uh, that Hillary was more responsible for what happened, uh, at, well, the positive things that happened during the administration. Oh, really? Like, Bill was. Everything like such as? Everything like such as economic prosperity. Uh, she fought hard. She was more... Glass ceiling. Ever hear of the glass ceiling? I've heard of the glass <laughs> ceiling. She broke it. She, In what way? She broke the glass in ceiling. In what way? She married the president. Yeah, right. That's how you break the glass ceiling, right? Is it? Okay. Mm -hmm. I didn't... No, uh, I don't. The White House I mean, has a glass ceiling. Eleanor yeah. Roosevelt would have broken the glass ceiling. Or uh, actually, but she was the first. Martha Washington yeah. might have broken the glass ceiling. Right, but the, the issue uh, that you're forgetting is that Hillary Clinton <laughs> was the first woman to be Thank you. Uh, uh, first lady. No. No, that is... All of untrue. the other uh, first ladies before Hillary Hermaphrodites? Clinton, they were not hermaphrodites, uh, but they were gender confused. Oh, were they? Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. So was not aware of yeah, that. Yeah, pretty amazing. Pretty amazing by Hillary Clinton. Jackie Kennedy included? Yeah. yeah, yeah. She, oh, yeah. she had no idea. Oh. She had no, no idea. idea she was... No idea huh. she was a man or a woman. Weird. Yeah, So totally. So uh, it's, it's really... Good information. It's really sad, though, that you continue to vilify women. Uh, you continue mm -hmm. to d demean their accomplishments. I mean, let's put it this way. <laughs> if Hillary Clinton did not was not responsible for the, for the eight years she was in the White House... Mm-hmm. Then why would she be the leader of the Democratic uh, nomination process right now by 50 points? I'm really she, What she's achieved over the years mm -hmm. is what, what's made that happen. And obviously, if her husband was the president and she wasn't, mm -hmm. there's no way she'd be winning by 50 points because she'd have no accomplishments yeah. whatsoever. Thank yeah, well, you. that's obviously that's not the case. Kind of what I maintain is that she has no accomplishments whatsoever. She was, however, elected mm -hmm. in a super progressive state mm -hmm. to the U.S. Senate. I mean, she did win. She did win. What was it, Rick Lazio was her uh, opponent, yeah. I believe, for, for yeah, that race? Yeah. Uh, and remember, that was war. They tried to pull war on women on that thing, too, remember? Because Rick Lazio yeah. uh, uh, walked too close to her during a debate, which is a sign of aggressiveness from a man towards a woman. Jeez, remember oh that? Gosh, yeah, that's oh, right. Gosh. I think if Plus, I'm remembering that race. This was a hand-picked race, too. I mean, yep. that's why they moved They moved there so she could win easily yeah. and not have to face any actual scrutiny. And frankly, she didn't win as, as easily as I think a lot of people thought she would. That's because right? yeah. she's not I mean, it was, I was not close. I hate to quote Stuber here, but she's... Not, not good. good. <laughs> Is that a quote now? She's yes, not. Uh, I like it. What's the word I'm looking for? She's not. Uh, uh, Hillary uh, Clinton is not uh, uh. Uh, good. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to go the George Bush route. How much did she win by? Do you have it there? Uh, is that what you were looking up? up? Here? Yes. Uh, she... I, uh, Rick, uh, and I remember him. I remember him kind of being in the race at one point. Maybe he wound up not close. Rick Lazio? Yeah. 55-43. Okay. It's uh, kind of still, a, in New York, it's not terrible. In New York, it's not a, an embarrassment. No. But, um, know. Listen to this write-up. This is the Wikipedia entry for the, uh, for the Senate campaign. A decisive moment in the campaign.
-hmm. that was detrimental to Rick Lazio came during a September 13th, 2000 debate when he left his podium, walked over to Clinton with a piece of paper called the New York Freedom from Soft Money Pledge and demanded she sign it. Clinton refused. Some debate viewers were turned off by Lazio's demeanor towards Clinton. And as a result, Clinton's support among women voters solidified. Lazio has since expressed regret for his conduct, widely, regard, widely regarded as bullying and chauvinistic oh my during the debate. Oh, my gosh. Uh, he, he says, at the time, I was making a point about campaign finance reform and a pledge that Ms. Clinton had made, and I didn't feel that it was being honored. I thought that it was the opportunity to make that point. On substance, it was right. On style and perception, it was a mistake, which I regret. Stupid. You walked? You can't walk up. To Hillary Clinton, not now, when the entire Democratic uh, you know, machine is behind her, back in 2000. God, Imagine what this election is going to be man. like if she's the nominee. It's going to be, con- every single thing is going to be something you're doing to hate women. Yeah. It's going well, to be already demanding, agonizing. Right? I mean, her people are already demanding what you can't say to her, what you can't call her, mm, how she dresses, all of it. It's literally the last eight years except change race for women. Race for sex. Mm-hmm. And we're going to hear it's yeah. the same pitch. They've got one game plan, and this is we've got the first woman president. Please, ele- please, please elect her because I know she's not good, but she is a woman. We've checked. Uh, she's a girl. So we got that going on for us, which is nice. Also, uh, Clinton apologist uh, George Snuffleupagus challenged uh, Clinton cash author Peter Schweitzer on this week. And uh, he was apparently very, very skeptical. And here's that interview, or at least a portion. You write that the pattern of behavior is troubling enough to warrant further investigation by law enforcement officers. Correct. Do you have any evidence that a crime may have been committed? Well, I think it's if you look at a couple of recent examples, for example, uh, Governor McConnell down in uh, Virginia, or you look at Senator Menendez. In these cases, you didn't have evidence of a quid pro quo. What you had was funds flowing to elected officials, some of them gifts, some of them campaign contributions, and actions that were being taken by those public officials uh, that seemed to benefit the contributors. Um, certainly, I think it warrants investigation. Yeah. Uh, what that inve- investigation will criminal reveal, investigation? We'll see. Well, we'll see. I mean, that's what uh, the Governor McConnell has faced, and that's what Menendez has but, faced. Uh, and I think the evidence here is far more uh, widespread in terms of repeated action than there were in those two instances. As you know, the Clinton wow. campaign says you haven't produced a shred of evidence that there was any official action as secretary that, that supported the well, interests of donors. We've done investigative work here at ABC News, found no proof of any kind of direct action. Oh, and an independent okay. government well, ethics expert, Bill Allison of the Sunline deal. Foundation, wrote this. He said there's no smoking gun, <laughs> no evidence that she changed the policy based on donations to the foundation. No smoking, smoking gun. gun. Is there a smoking you get the gun? Yes, the smoking gun is in the pattern of behavior. Okay. Uh, Peter is uh, is not an idiot, no. uh, and he uh, handled that very well. Yeah, he did. Uh, in fact, it's citing specific examples where there's less evidence and there were actual criminal prosecutions. Yeah. Um, and th- he's completely right, of course, uh, in, in this. You don't need to. What, the smoking gun comes as a result of the investigation. You don't get it before the investigation. Exactly. Uh, it's also. I don't think there's going to. There's not going to be a need for a smoking gun in this campaign because. Hillary Clinton herself is a smoking gun. I mean, everything she says comes out of her mouth like a bullet into somebody. We played for you uh, earlier on radio uh, this morning uh, the unbelievable statement that we've got to change our religious beliefs. Um, 
that is that is a first that I've ever heard from any politician anywhere that that um, that Americans have to change their religious belief. Hey, take a look at this. Yes, we've cut the maternal mortality rate in half, but far too many women are still denied critical access to reproductive health care and safe far. childbirth. All the laws we've passed don't count for much if they're not enforced. Mm -hmm. Rights have to exist in practice, not just on paper. Okay. Laws have to be backed up with resources and political will. Now listen to and deep-seated cultural codes, religious beliefs, and structural biases have to be changed. <laughs> wow! Deep-seated religious beliefs have to be changed. Uh, I don't even know where to go with that. Wait, first uh, of all, if you change, if you are hope, if you are religious, you don't believe that's even possible, right? If it's a deep-seated religious belief, you're not talking about something cultural. You're talking about a, like a doctrinal change, uh, like something you've always believed. Right. Like it's not like well, people, you know always used to wear ties to church and now right that's no big that's, deal you know okay. how you dress or sure. whatever big deal but you're talking about a deep-seated like for instance if you're christian jesus rose from the dead okay that's a deep-seated religious belief right so yeah. now i'm going to change that we actually jesus was just asleep uh, woke up. <laughs> we know that for a yeah, fact. He was yeah, just okay, asleep. We, that's the so new. That's the, what's the new. It. it wasn't that hard, was it? The new belief is it wasn't now. Hard. He was. He took a, a nap and he he was really super I, really tired. tired. I mean, he slept for like t three a couple days. days yeah, yeah, there and yeah. Uh, and the stone was was actually styrofoam. It looked like a stone. It was it was a, it was a set mm -hmm. piece. Um, mm -hmm. And he rolled mm -hmm. it away pretty easily because it wasn't that heavy. Right. Uh, so there you go. Uh, new religious beliefs for you. Go ahead. Run with that one. <laughs> I mean, uh, that's not what happens. The point, the point of religion, you can't. The point of faith is to have something that is concrete that you stick to that doesn't change with the passing tides and differing opinions and newfangled this or that. So what is she saying there? She's saying, first of all, you, it is time for religious people to accept gay marriage, right? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, I, I, I mean, that's a fundamental deal. Absolutely. The other thing she's saying there, clearly based on the other things that she has said and set up in this speech is that you got to come around to abortion now because a woman has every right to do whatever she wants with her body and i don't i don't care what you think you got to change your belief that that's life because it's not yeah i think so she's telling us you know get on board with with same-sex marriage get on board with abortion that's what she's saying and all that comes with it mm -hmm. or what i don't know yeah well i, I don't think it's it's partially hey religion needs to change wow. and probably partially talking to this audience and saying, hey, don't, don't act as if we can do this without these people. What we need to do, instead of just winning, uh, winning the argument with Democratic voters, we need to convince conservative voters that their religion makes it okay or whatever. She's saying that's kind of like her pitch is, and, and you've heard this before, um, politicians have done this for a really long time. Uh, I hate to bring this up, and it is not. No, she's not this person. But Hitler did this. I mean, he was a big, he was not a religious guy. Not he didn't at all. believe in God, but he did talk about it very early on to try to win people over. Yeah. And I think what she's kind of saying there is, look, 
you can't just dismiss these people have these these beliefs. We're going to have to change those beliefs to get to get this stuff done. That's what she's saying, and I, I think it's crazy. I, you know, it's, it, uh, it's as radical a statement as I've ever heard in American politics. And it also just shows how much how political these people are. They just it's don't terrible. care about any of this just stuff. Really it's terrible. All sideline nonsense to Nothing them. Nothing sacred to them. All they care about is winning. You all they care about is winning the yeah. political argument. And this speech was just loaded with garbage like that. I mean, this was one of the worst speeches I've. I had to really suffer through to to uh, get to the. You know, a couple of things on this, but another another one of the things she said during the course of the speech was that they can't tolerate people stopping women's reproductive rights like Hobby Lobby. She specifically singled out Hobby Lobby as stopping women's reproductive rights, which they didn't do. They can't do that. Yeah, I, that, I would venture to guess. And in fact, pretty much guarantee that literally there has been no change to any woman's reproductive care due to no. that decision. Now, None. it's possible that they had to get the care from somewhere else or they may have had to pay a few extra dollars or whatever it was. Or they uh, might have had to go to Walmart. Well, for it's $4, like $4 for or whatever per month. Woo! But I mean, $4 per month is $48 a year. Pat. Right. So that's think true. about that. Think about it. Mm -hmm. that's, yeah. You'd have to work at Hobby Lobby for like three, four hours. Yeah. We'll, we'll let you chew on that for a minute, and we'll come back with more facts. Four dollars. The hatred. Four. We're not talking two fifty or three. We're talking four full dollars here. For Skywalk, yeah, no, of course you could. No, you could against, and then you'd be the other person, be Darth Vader. Yeah, we're just we're just talking here that uh, that the perfect formula for Scott Walker to win this race for president of the United States, should he enter it, is for him to change his first name to Sky and become Skywalker. Who wouldn't vote for Skywalker? Who? With, especially with Star Wars coming out in December. Yeah. Horrible mistake by the Walker campaign to yeah. not get that done. <laughs> We've covered this already. I don't it's know why stupid. it hasn't done. I mean, it's out I know, there. Right? Why isn't he answering for it's it? It's out there. That's the question I have. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, and we, by the way, we, we forgot to mention the Hillary Clinton thing. Is here's someone who wants to change all of our heartfelt, uh, our bedrock principle, religious beliefs. As she has done. As she has uh, said, um, which is amazing and done. Um, but this is a person who came out. And when asked specifically what was the basis for her understanding of the world, her political philosophy, <clears throat> cited specifically early 20th century progressives. Um, now, not, who were they? They Stu were interesting folks. Clue us uh, in on, on who they were. They were. What did um, they kind of stand for? They believed in life, right? government life. controlling personal life. Uh -huh. um, they, for example, prohibition was theirs. Okay. Um, they stopped uh, people from drinking alcohol. All right. Um, and then also, in addition to that, they did things like eugenics, which they decided to. This is an interesting concept. I think you'll agree with it. Is there anything um, wrong with that? With uh, what, well, like, purity of the race? Let me give you the facts and you decide. Right. Okay. Uh, you don't need the race to be a little more pure for, to get the genes right so that we can have a better nirvana sort of society. Right. So No birth defects. Yeah, what you do is you don't kill anybody, necessarily. Mm -hmm. You just sterilize the people who are unfit. Uh, you go through and make sure those people well, can't the breed. Yeah, they uh, can't you're breed. just talking mm -hmm. about the derelicts. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. 
Okay. Uh, interesting. Because uh, I, I found this, <laughs> I remember re recalling this particular fact about her when what Scott Walker. What about the Walker, minor minorities, obviously? Yeah, oh, yeah, you're going you're gonna, to kill a lot of minorities. minorities so, yeah, they're not going to be poor, any minorities left. The really, poor people. Let's be honest about it. But, I mean, you know, they're well, already minorities. Be. Not right? if you're going to have purity of race. Uh, of course. You, you need to get rid of them. And uh, that's what they wanted to do, uh, pretty clearly. It was essentially, I mean, it was essentially Hitler's uh, final solution for for a lot more people than just Jews. Uh, for blacks, for Hispanics, for uh, handicapped. Uh, these people were vicious, brutal. They didn't care. Um, they seriously wanted, they thought that the, uh, I'm trying to think of how Oliver Wendell Holmes uh, phrased it. Something about uh, uh, the undesirables and how you can't have them breeding because they will take over things and they will bring the rest of society down. So that was their think, their thinking. Uh, that was their thought process at the time was that we can't have these people around because they're going to bring civilization down eventually. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, they're they're sucking the life out of our wonderful society. Yeah. Do they produce as much as they consume or a little bit more? And again, uh, these are the people that Hillary Clinton said yeah. she based her uh, political. Philosophy. On this it. came up recently, at least in my world, in the, in the uh, Scott Walker thing, when he was asked about uh, what he his feelings on evolution were, and he kind of just didn't answer it. And and my argument was, you know, look, I know you maybe can't say this as a politician, but my answer is, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care what the truth is, honestly, on it. God creates has how mm -hmm. God creates. Not really going to form any part of my policy. And I was saying as a, as an answer, you could say that. You know, look, it doesn't mm -hmm. form any part of my policy. I promise not to pass any bill in attempt to repeal evolution. I also <laughs> promise not to pass any bill in an attempt to speed up evolution, which is more than you can say for early 20th century progressives. Now wait, you know saying... the specific group. The opponent in the race we're talking about yeah. actually cited as the uh, foundation of her political philosophy. I'm confused, though. Are, mm -hmm. you, are you saying that you will not legislate evolution at all? I will not repeal it direction? or advance it. And, you you're know, just going to let it evolve. Yeah, yeah. Is what you're that's saying. what I'm going to do. <laughs> uh, and you I, got it right there from the horse's <laughs> mouth. Wouldn't you <laughs> love? Uh, and I think this is similar <laughs> to what Rand Paul did. Um, with abortion, and he mm -hmm. was able to turn this around on them and make them answer some tough questions, which is, how about that? I'm, mm -hmm. my, my opinion on evolution is not going to change whether evolution exists or not. The person I'm running against actually believes in a philosophy, as she cited as her, as her foundational philosophy, early 20th century progressives believed that you could speed up evolution through eugenics. That's what they believed, and she's Cool with that enough to say, yeah, I, I want to align myself with those specific people. Uh, I mean, that is, you know, it's like, okay, it's well, crazy. maybe, yeah, sure, the Nazis believed in killing all the Jews, but they were great on highways. You know, that's not, you don't, you don't cite uh, Hitler as, well, look, I just, I want to be, I think of myself as a early uh, to mid-30s uh, national socialist. Uh, because, uh, you know, look, uh, they were great. I got a lot of people working. Uh, and, and these are the specific things they were doing in that era. It's not even a different era. I mean, they were doing those things then when she was talking about it. So how about those questions? How about going and saying, hey, uh, did you know Hillary Clinton cited early 20th century progressive as the foundation for philosophy? What did they believe about evolution? How did it inform their public policy? I'd love to see someone go through that line of questioning Me with too. Hillary Clinton. Me because too. what they did was essentially advocate sterile, mass sterilization and, in result death for how many people 
Um, it would have been if they were able to execute this millions. These laws oh, were yeah. on the books into the 70s in some countries. Into the 70s. That's how long this thing stuck around. And it was the foundational belief of Nazism. The, the idea that you could go through, through eugenics and you make society better. And American progressivism. They shared that belief. Mm-hmm. Did they go about it differently and have... By, by the way, the simple truth is they had different, they had varying levels of success implementing it. The Nazis were successful implementing it. American progressives never got there. They, never, they were not able to succeed. Thank God. Yeah. Thank God. Mm-hmm. But these are the same things they wanted to do. And to act as if she shouldn't be questioned about that is pretty psychotic. When the, the idea that if you don't believe, ah, you know what, evolution, ah, I don't really care about it, that should be a, a terrible thing you're not allowed to talk mm-hmm. about. You're not allowed to say that publicly. But to say that you would align yourself with someone who did believe in evolution and specifically wanted to use it to st- mass sterilize people they thought weren't nice and weren't, uh, weren't acceptable to society, including minorities. You can associate yourself with those people and get away with it in 2015? Yes. Apparently. When you're Hillary yeah. Clinton, when you're a Democrat and you got that after your name, wow, what a wonderful world it must be. Crazy. Triple eight seven two seven back. More patents too coming up. Mm. I'm sure they'll ask her, but the the media will get around to that, though. They will. They say to her, what kind of freak believes that way, Hillary? Why why did Michael Jackson do that? Oh! oh. (laughs) Jump on! Triple eight seven two seven death. One of my favorite events of the year. I mean, say it with me, everybody. The White, White House, House Correspondents' Dinner. Just so great every time. And you know, I like it when they, you know, they get together and and they slap each other on the back and they say, "Hey, screw you, America. We're doing what we please here in Washington." I love that, don't you? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Oh, it's, a lot. it's a great event, and uh, here's uh, here's the open of it, which was kind of that uh, ode to screw you. Spring the president, often criticized for his caution, is now doing things his own way. He's cut a climate deal with China. He's issued an immigration order. We'll see how far he can take it. It's not. It's not funny. It's not. It's not good. It's not well done. Uh, it's an in-your-face to America. I don't care. Uh, I'll do whatever I want. I'll golf on the roof of the White House. You know, I, I don't know. I just and then the she's that's just nauseating me. Putting his face in Mount Rushmore. Oof. But you talk about a narcissist, and and then he had the unmitigated gall to say that Ted Cruz is a narcissist. And then he even mentioned the fact that he is, because he said, and that's coming from a guy whose face donned a hope poster. So you know there's some narcissistic tendencies to uh, Ted Cruz. I mean, that's unbelievable. The guy's really, really despicable. Um, here he is opening the crowd to the final quarter of his uh, presidency and talking about Joe Biden. Welcome to the fourth quarter of my presidency. 
It's true. I... <laughs> that was Michelle cheering. <laughs> Fact is, I feel more loose and relaxed than ever. Mm. Those Joe Biden shoulder massages, they're like magic. <laughs> you should try one. Mm. Oh, you have. <laughs> oh, so funny. Really bad. I mean, just really bad. Here's, here he is uh, joking about, uh, uh, we, we might have to carry this over because it's so oh, no. absolutely really? uh, irritating. It's, but here, here he is talking about uh, memories, memories Pizza in Indiana. Hmm. Uh, let me set the record straight. Uh, you know, I tease Ugh. Joe sometimes, but he has been at my side for mm. seven years. I love that man. Yeah. He's not just a great vice president. He is a great friend. I, We've gotten so close in some places in Indiana, they won't serve us pizza anymore. <laughs> He's making fun of a little mod pop pizza shop. <laughs> and, and, and he's not even saying what they did. No. Right. No, he's not. Great. Yeah, it's the worst. Um, I do, must the worst. we? Must yeah, we pull no, this over? Have to. You know, some people. So bad. Some people. Just so bad. Have called him the worst person in the world. Yes. I mean, I've heard that about Harry Reid. I mean, they're pretty close to being tied. Mm -hmm. oh, okay. Pretty close to being tied. Mm -hmm. Just that Harry Reid knows better, so that puts him just a little below Barack Obama, but it's really, really close. Seven two seven back. Pat and Stu. Uh, let's see. Was it? I guess it was Friday night, right? The uh, whole Bruce Jenner interview. I, yeah. I did not. I completely yeah, forgot about it. Uh, but you did not. Right? I watched did you it watch too. it too? Mm -hmm. So both of you guys saw yeah. the and you loved, loved it? it. Fall in love with um, it no. all over again. No, I loved it. It was it was interesting. I mean, it, it is interesting. I mean, it's sad because he's obviously struggled with something and. It's, he said a real, real roller coaster here. I mean, you know, he, a guy really respected, mm -hmm. um, and then kind of. Well, I would say though, like he went way downhill the last ten years with the Kardashian crap. I mean, he was not respected on that show. I mean, he was. Well, he was part the face of, of it when it first started. I mean, it was. I mean, it was Bruce Jenner and the Kardashians. You know, I mean, it mm. was. It was with Bruce Jenner, and then. Uh, but he was, a, I mean, the whole show is a joke. Obviously, Kim Kardashian, the Kardashian oh. family, I mean, like, they, you know, look, it's a, it's a, what? It's true. Whoa. Uh, it's a, it's a show that was incredibly successful and has done really, really well. And How many episodes? 425. 425 episodes. 425 That is unbelievable. Episodes. That is wow. unbelievable. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, it was, you know, it's, it's a tabloidy, jokey thing. So, yeah. And he was, you know... Like uh, an oddball in the family, like you know, and I guess maybe that this is part of that reason. Right. I mean, at the time you didn't know it, but he was just kind of like uncomfortable around them, and and, and you know, it was I don't know. It just 
you know, it was it was weird. You're like, this is the guy that won the gold medal. You're like, oh yeah, because mm-hmm. well, actually, and the reason now is that he had the story, right? I mean, he it was weird because he was he was in front of the camera without being able to tell the story. That's what he's saying now. Yeah. So yeah. now I think he so he went from this really highly respected to kind of a jokey Kardashian thing, and I think people kind of thought this was going to be more circus TV, and really it wasn't. It was it was more. It was serious, and it was... Yeah, it was heartfelt. Him really trying to work uh, through these issues. And, you know, like, you can say all you want, um, and I know a lot of people do and have, in that you can obviously make fun, and you can... can uh, talk about uh, you know how bad can of a you guy. Make fun? Well, I don't know that you can in, in public, you I, as they showed in in the interview, because they showed clips from like Conan, David Letterman, and making right. fun of him. And it was like, wow, in that context, it was so unfair to the comedians. It's like it just it was really cringeworthy watching well, it in know. the context of it. Mm-hmm. But I mean, again, I, I don't they don't I don't have any you know you make jokes, you make jokes. You're a comedian. Um, but uh, but watching it and, and seeing him kind of come out the other side, I think he actually did it. It worked. Like he came out the other side. I think people were respected him more than he was on a stupid reality show. Until, until mm. he gave us reason not to respect him at all oh, and bad. to hate his guts. That was bad. with a purple oh, and I hate poison him. that mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. is so appropriate. He admitted. <laughs> he admitted the worst fact of all. I mean, he's not denying this guy. No, he's not denying. He's not In denying fact, it. he seemed almost proud of it. Oh gosh, he is, and I hate to even don't even say it. it. Don't no, even let him say it. You shouldn't say it. You can't say it. I'm not going to say it. Let him say it. Here's what happened. <laughs> Did you cheer the president? First president ever to say the word transgender. He actually was the first one to say the actual word transgender. I will certainly give him credit for that, but not to get political. I've just never been a big fan of. Um, kind of more on the conservative side. Are you a Republican? <gasps> yeah. <laughs> Is that a bad thing? I believe in the no, Constitution. No, no. Do you think that it no, would no, be, no. Uh, be unsettling to things for Look some people in the conservative wing it's of the, the Republican side, Party? No, no, Mrs. Douche. The generous is neither political party has a monopoly on answer. understanding. Are you going right. to go to Mitch McConnell and John I Boehner thought about that, then they cut him off. <laughs> and ask them to help champion this cause? I would, I would do that, yeah, in a heartbeat. Why not? Yeah. Oh, that's... And I think they'd be very receptive to it. Of course they would. That's I think I guarantee he's getting less amazing. pushback from conservatives today than he has liberals. Oh my gosh! Oh yeah, yes. you know, conservatives are looking at this oh, and yeah. saying, "Look, you know, it's it's not something maybe we understand, but hey, uh, you know, you know, like look, you got to do your own thing, and we think equal rights for everybody. That's what mm-hmm. conservatives are about. You take individuals, and they get the same rights as everybody else. Uh, that's it's a, it sounds like it's a strange combination of things, but individuals can have equal rights as as everybody else, and it, it doesn't matter what your gender or sexuality or any of that stuff is. We don't." take people and put them in these little tiny groups. That's not what conservatives do. So, I mean, it makes sense. Um, the fact that he's coming out and criticizing Obama for being a bad president, which is essentially what he was doing there, although it was tough at times to tell because it was cut off, uh, is is now making him uh, the villain for liberals who want a face. I mean, think of what I mean, a dream face this guy is for this cause. Oh, he's one of the most God. famous people uh, in America, mm-hmm. obviously from his, his exploits in the Olympics to a, the, one of the biggest shows of all time in reality television. Oh, you and said, now he's, he's the highest this. profile transgender person since Rene Richards in the 70s. Yeah. Remember him, her, whatever. Yeah. Um, big tennis player. I mean, not big, but uh, middle of the road tennis player. No, big at the time. Was a man, became a woman. 
tried to dominate the circuit. There was a whole right, thing. Yeah, of, okay. Do we let this person compete against women because kind of it's not a woman or is she? I mean, you talk about f- 40 years ago. That was a real struggle. Mm-hmm. Today, it'd be like, yeah, you're a hate monger if you don't allow her in the and call her her and allow her on the tennis women's tennis circuit. Mm-hmm. I, I don't care if she has the genitalia or not. You put her on the tennis circuit, right? I mean, it'd be interesting to see what would happen today. But yeah, he's the biggest name since then for sure, and by far bigger than than oh, Renee yeah. Richards was. I mean, this oh, is a, yeah. a, a, an American mm-hmm. legend. This yes. guy. Yeah, now, he's I think lived the dream. It, it's partially different because of the reality show, because that's seen as such a circus. Yeah. Uh, and they've done so many. He, you know, he hurt himself with that. Because she asked him straight up, like, oh. is this a publicity stunt? He needed the money. You know, mm-hmm. is this a publicity stunt? And because, I mean, you saw, you know, uh, was it Kim Kardashian? First of all, she's married currently to Kanye West, right? Yes. But previously, she was married to a guy on the New Jersey Nets for like nine minutes. Right. Yeah. Right? Same Kardashian, Chris, I get them. Chris uh, something or other. Yeah, I can't remember his name. Anyway, it, it's all seen. Seemed like a publicity stunt. They were saying it. And anything with Kanye West is automatically a publicity stunt. Um, so I mean, you know, these guys. This is what they do. She's famous initially for a sex tape. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. this is. So people are like, well, is this is this going to be a circus? And I think that's what people expected. It's kind of what I expected yeah. going in. Like, y'all, you know, this is going to be this ridiculous situation. And he's. It wasn't. It really. You kind of just kind of felt for him. And, you know, it's one thing, you know, to feel like, okay, he's in the middle of this reality show. Maybe it's he feels like he needs to do some big stunt. I mean, the guy was taking hormone therapy in the 80s. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is not a guy who's stunting here. This is a, you know, Mm. a guy who, for whatever reason, really believes this uh, and, you know, uh, you know, feels like he needs to make this change. And like, look, if he wants to do it, he wants to do it. Is he a man or is he a woman? Uh, she asked the question, and uh, here's what he said. So can I take my ponytail out? Yeah, why not? Huh? We're talking about all this stuff. Yeah, let's take the damn ponytail out. A symbolic moment after 65 years. In a sense, we start again. Are you a woman? Um, yes, for all intents and purposes, I am a woman. People look mm. at me differently. Uh, they see you as this macho male, but my heart and my soul and everything that I do in life, um, it is part of me. That female side is part of me. That's who I am. I was not genetically born that way. Um, As of now, I have all the male parts and all that kind of stuff. So in a lot of ways, we're different, okay? Um, But we still identify as female. Um, and that's very hard for Bruce Jenner to say. Because why? I don't want to disappoint people. I mean, hmm. I, don't, I don't know why you'd be disappointed. It's just there, there is a difficult fact to get around, and that's if you have a penis, you are not a woman. That's been the way we've defined it for a long time. It is the way it is, because a male has that genitalia. A female has a different genitalia. Really? So if you have, have you male this in all genitalia, cases? in all cases, huh. you're a male. Mm. If you have female genitalia, you are in all cases a female. Now, you might feel like something, or you might consider yourself, or you might identify, but the fact is you're not a woman. 
I mean, that's how that's what the terms is, have always right. meant, right? I, I mean, mean, it's uh, science. It's biology. Do we have to deny well, in an, art, in an artificial construct? It is right. Yes, I'll but, say that. I mean, we are in an artificial, in your artificial construct. Yeah. Where words mean things, right? So you're fifty-fifty. What? He's picking, uh, you know, the top half. He's not fifty-fifty. He's picking the top half. Yeah, he is. <clears throat> he's not fifty-fifty. What? Yes, Wait, what are you saying? You're saying he's had breast implants or whatever. So. Oh, I mean, he most definitely has breasts. So I mean, yeah. he's fifty-fifty. So, well, so he's do you? Picking the top half. Are you half. a woman? Yeah. I, mean, I didn't can pick you the choose? top half. <laughs> 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 yeah, I mean, look, I, I it's interesting. I felt, I felt bad for I the feel guy. bad for him too. I, you know, I mean, I, I just, it, it, I mean, I guess, I don't know if this is what you're supposed to do on talk radio. Maybe other shows aren't handling it that way. I don't know. I don't know. But I mean, just like you, I, I didn't watch it. Yeah, yeah, it was tough. I mean, here's a guy who forget whether you think it's the, you know, whatever, whatever you think about this particular thing is a guy who thought he was something else his entire life and faked it. It's hard. That's, yeah. I mean, that's not a life you want, right? No, I mean, so you feel not bad for the guy. I mean, I, you know, do I think um, we should have uh, government uh, programs uh, that should cover his surgeries for him? No, I do not. He doesn't think that either. But he doesn't think that either. And so uh, what? my point on that was not necessarily that he, he thought there was. It was just that you have this situation where does this, does this affect the, the things, the big things that we right. talk about on an everyday basis. And, you know, to me, I think no. I mean, he can do whatever he wants. He wants to have surgery. Mm -hmm. He wants to say he's a woman. And you could say he's a woman. Yeah. You could say he's a parakeet if he wants to. That doesn't make him a parakeet. <laughs> I mean, I, I, you know, I, I can say, you know, I'm a chameleon. I'm a, I'm a lizard some days. And I'm a. Uh, I'm you a, could if you go through I'm the surgery and you I'm have green skin days. and it's scaly, then I will probably I'm start calling you a reptile. I'm getting gerbil hormones right now. Getting gerbil, right gerbil now. shots right now. I'm getting gerbil shots way. right now, so I'm a gerbil. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> good <laughs> you luck can with say whatever you want. You right. can identify with whatever you want. That doesn't make it so. And I guess is what I, I'm saying. there's some distinction they're drawing, and they keep saying make that statement. Oh, we're yeah. lost yeah. as a society. I mean, I, it, it seems to be, you know, that they're trying to separate it, essentially. That, like, you ha it's just always, it's such a weird line because it's like, here's, let's play this clip real quick. This is uh, the Bruce Jenner. Um, he's, he's asked about if he's gay or not. Watch. Right. But you understand that people are baffled, confounded. I mean, <laughs> I mean part of the people who are just. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, is he gay? Yes. Ah. Are you gay? No, I'm not gay. I am not gay. I am, as far as I know, heterosexual. You don't know. Because it's not as far as... What do you as, mean, as far as you know? As far as I know. I've never been with a guy. I've always been married, you know, raising kids. Right. And you um, can desire a woman every bit as much. Yeah, yeah. He's almost amused by my attempt to walk through this maze. Again, it's the confusion inside this because... So much confusing. Yes. If you are assigned male and you become female, but you like women, are you a lesbian? <laughs> are you a heterosexual who... You're going back to the sex thing, and it's, it's apples and oranges. And that was kind of the distinction uh, they were saying, but that huh. it's not... I, you know, and uh, this is what's fascinating about this is the I don't same. Know how that's apples and oranges. Well, he ended up saying asexual. He said, "Let's we just call it asexual." Yeah, he, yeah, that's what. But this is the, what's interesting to me about this is it's the left that says these things aren't true. You know, if you have a hoo ha, you're not a girl. If you have a 
wingding, then you're not a dude or whatever it is. Yeah. They're the ones that say this. They're the ones that say there is no gender. gender. That's not right. a real thing, right? They're mm-hmm. the ones that say it. Yet they're also the ones that come up with all these categories. Right. Like, they're the ones that are saying, like, they're trying to put him, they're putting him into these, these little pre-made uh, paths of life because they've created them all. And, like, well, you, you've told us that being gay is liking someone of your same sex. But, but now we don't even, but that always meant if you were a man, right? If, if, a, if a guy, uh, if, if a person with a, with, a, with a hoo-ha wants to be another person with a hoo-ha, we're told that, this is Pat's favorite term. We're told that they're gay. But now that's not the case here. They have to come up with another category. And I think Glenn pointed out the other day, there's 53 different genders on Facebook. 51 on Facebook, 63 on another 63 website. 63 on another website. Yeah. So it becomes like you act as if you're trying to tell us we're all supposed to come together. Mm-hmm. And then you just have these giant separations when you're trying to categorize everybody. How about treating them as individuals? I always find that to be the easiest thing to do. You know, if you don't worry about every little thing a person's doing in their life. You try to treat well, them as an individual and respect them. They can't because they have to create special interest groups yeah. for them. So they become powerful entities unto themselves. Mm-hmm. And so if you treat them like individuals, they have no power. Triple eight seven two seven back. There's more patents, too. Uh, coming up. Now, Jeffy, what is it you have? You're 18 of the 63, right? I just <laughs> broke 20. Oh, wow. Congratulations. Thank That's you. great. Thank you. Right. Where's your Bruce Jenner interview? Thank you. Triple eight seven two seven back. It's Pat and Stu. Uh, a gay rights advocate uh, group has torpedoed the GoFundMe campaign for a, the Christian-owned bakery. How they torpedo it? Um, because they have a policy um, um, that has, if there's any formal charges, you can't like do a legal defense fund on their on their site. Right. So their their claim is because there actually is an actual charge existing. Against sweet cakes baked by Melissa Bakery. What is the charge for sweet cakes by Melissa? Uh, genocide. Genocide? Yeah, it's well, it's as bad as genocide. What uh, is it? I, I don't know. Okay. Did they not bake a cake for a gay wedding? Is that essentially the thing? Yet another one of these stories. Uh, Do you know what the actual yes, in defense of formal charges of heinous crimes, heinous crimes, including violent, yeah. hateful, or sexual acts? No, but that's that is the policy of GoFundMe. Who okay. says any charges, if there's charges out there, and those are some of the charges you can have, um, that they won't allow you to raise money on their site. So I don't, I mean, I think, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it is very, very, very reasonable to believe that after the attention they got from the uh, Memories Pizza, they didn't want another one of these on their site. I am I'm not, I don't have any information on, on that specifically, but it's, it's mm-hmm. reasonable to yes, look it into is. it. It does not mean you make an accusation, does not, but I mean, you wonder why when you have $842,000 for Memories Pizza, um, they get another issue, another um, you know, similar case a few days later, and they find a way out of it. You wonder mm-hmm. if there's something to that, but I mean, I don't know. We'll see if, well, if, if you know. Of course there is. Well, we don't well. know. 
They I mean, raised, they did allow the, they allowed the Memories Pizza thing to go through. And there's still the pulled people, out of that too. And uh, Sweet Cakes is still going to get. I think it's 109 thousand or something that was raised. Oh, they're still going to get they, that. They uh, yeah, they're going to get the money get before it was pulled. They were trying to get 135 because they're facing bankruptcy and everything. But it was a surprise that uh, Lisa Watson of CupcakeJones.net, another cupcake baker, was the one who filed the complaint. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, competing. Uh, I mean, I'm sure it was. No, it was just all. Oh yeah, all, that's all on the up and up. All. Of course. Come on now. Of course. Come on. Um, I don't even want, know why you brought that up. I Jeffy. know. I'm sorry. I'm they wrong. were found in violation of the state's anti-discrimination law, by the way. Uh, and so, I mean, again, I don't know. We'll see. I guess we'll see. In how. what way? I don't even know the sweet cakes by Melissa's story. Do you? I think it was just a wedding, the gay wedding cake story. It's the standard oh, it's the gay same wedding one. cake story. The story. Yeah. They, 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 a gay couple came in and they said, "No, I'd rather not." Yep. And that was the only cake place within 7,000 yes. miles. Yes, and they're in violation of the so. state's anti-discrimination law, so they're told to pay 135000 in damages. Screw you. But they got 109 Yes. So they at least... They still owe $26,000. Plus, GoFundMe takes like 8%. Yeah, it's pretty... It's fairly steep. high. I mean, you know... It's, it's standard, Steve. I think, for, for that industry. I mean, Kickstarter it has, takes a decent percentage as well, mm -hmm. although that's for you know, sort of a different um, different sort of thing. You can't fund this type of thing on Kickstarter. It's only for, like, creative projects and such, mm -hmm. uh, movies, music, whatever. But, uh, look, uh, you know, I, I have... Uh, I don't, I don't necessarily know that they did anything wrong here, so I don't want to blame GoFundMe, um, but... You know, you do get a little suspicious because this is what happens to these companies. We've seen mm -hmm. it too many times. These companies, you know, they take these, you know, they go out and they get involved. I mean, look at the guy uh, in uh, in New York had Ted Cruz over his house, uh, pitching some of his ideas. Didn't find it offensive at all, and then comes out later because his friends beat him up in in uh, Facebook postings, and then he comes out and apologizes for having the guy over his house. Yeah, I know. I mean, apologizing for having someone over your house. Now, yes, you do that to your family. Like if uh, Jeffy comes over, yes, I apologize uh, that, that I've, I've been involved with someone and it would have him inside my home. But, you know, for, for a, a situation like this, it's, it's not a good application of that. I mean, obviously. <laughs> I mean, you don't even, I mean I'll, even <clears throat> if I were to come over, uh, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, we could see if that was true. Yeah, I could. I could. I could invite you. That's true. Can do it. Mm -hmm. We could. You'd hang out. That's true. You could hang out. I could. I could. We could. You'd let him hang out at your house. I mean, he'd probably hang out in more ways than one. It's a sad, <laughs> sad reality there. But yeah, I have kids. So. Yeah. So. So usually. So that's probably. There's usually some sort of restraining order anyway. Mm -hmm. Like, isn't there some rule you're not allowed to get within a thousand <clears throat> miles of good people or something? Isn't there something? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Well, triple eight seven two seven Beck eight 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 seven two seven B E C K. Also, it looks like uh, uh, Brian Williams oh, is absolute toast. 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 Absolutely. Now we said it. this early on. Mm -hmm. The guy's not coming back from a six month suspension. What they're going to do is they're going to say they found a whole bunch of stuff on him, and there's further things. Well, that's what they've already done, and so they haven't yet said, "Look, he can't come back now." But they found uh, supposedly. It's turned their investigation has turned up eleven instances in which the anchor men publicly embellished details of his reporting exploits, according to a person familiar with details of the probe. Why are details of the probe being released now?
Right. This is the issue. So they don't if have they, to have back. If they had an investigation, released the results, and said, here's what we have, you might say, well, they went through a real process. When they're leaking them before they came out, you know that they just want the guy to leave. They're hoping he's just going to quit Dave, before the details come out. Man, do they want him gone. And I'll bet they're dangling that right now. Hey, look, why don't we just do a separation thing right now? You know, we'll give you six months or a year severance. You take your pay. Get out. Yeah, we'll give you a year severance. Nice. You, you, you go away. We're not going to pretend to put you on special projects. We're not going to continue to pay you for two years. We're not going to bring you back in six months. Yeah. Here's, Here's what we're going to do. Know, we're $8 not million, dollars, goodbye. We owe you $16 million. We're going to give yeah. you $8 million, and then we're not going to release this report that's going to make you look horrible. Right. Congratulations. You're just going to be Brian Williams, formerly NBC News. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Period. Bye. Yeah. See ya. And Lester Holmes, or whatever his name is. Holt. It's Lester Holt. Holt. Why do you keep, <laughs> what do you got against Lester Holt? I love Lester Holt. Nobody knows who this guy is. Why do you love, why do you love him? He's a good guy. In what why He's been around for quite a while. Do you He's know him? Yes. In fact, he should have got the gig when Brian got it. Charles Manson's been around for a little while. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if that makes him a good guy. Yeah. Why do you think he's a good guy? What's, what's wrong with Charlie? I mean, he's paid his time now. He's in prison. Uh -huh. They're looking at maybe letting him out. I think it's. No, I don't they're, they're think they're looking, looking at, at maybe. But seriously, maybe have you met out. the guy? Why do you have Lester, this fascination no, I just like with Lester. Lester? I just like him. That's all. Why do you use his first name? I like, just like him. I like Les. <laughs> this is weird. Have you had some sort of. Interaction with this guy? Did you? Not that he knows. Because you seem to be very uh, <laughs> no, <just> defensive. <laughs> really odd. You know, oddly defensive. Because like, if I was like, uh, you know, Michael Jordan loved this guy. You, all right, it's Michael Jordan. Mm -hmm. You know, even if you don't have a relationship, no one says that about Lester Holt. <laughs> I know. <laughs> this is really weird. <laughs> the the fill-in NBC anchor is that the same Lester Holt that you're yeah. talking about? Do you have him on the show or something? Is there a reason? <laughs> is he? No, is just, he the father of your children? What happened here? What is? Oh, that's it. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's an, that's an odd one. It is. You are a quirky like guy. Yeah. Yeah. Why? You know, like him. What's the reason? I like his performances. Oh. He's a news guy. He's not a ballet or he's not a dancer. <laughs> or your chosen dance field, exotic. <laughs> It's a strange thing going on there. There's really something weird. weird. Yeah, really weird. But the bottom line is, uh, Brian Williams, don't look for him anytime soon. On the <laughs> no. Now, I, if he was, I, I could totally see him ending up at Fox, by the way. That's my new prediction. I keep thinking that. Oh, I that's keep, what I keep totally. thinking is because, first of all, uh, Roger Ailes was so emphatic that he, he would have put him back on by now. Yep. He'd be on and he would have put him on early mm -hmm. on. And put him right back on. And so yep. if and the NBC other thing is, dumps him, he's he the, might be a good catch and for Fox. Roger, too, is, is one of, again, like, I, I, I'm using the first name, and I had one meeting with the guy. But, yeah. he, you know, maybe he's a guy who runs Fox News. He's a big – and he, but he, I think he seems to, from an outsider's perspective, enjoy that rehabilitation of people. Uh, like, you know, like, I never, like, whoever understood Geraldo Rivera being on Fox? But, like, his, he, I still he, don't. He, yeah, but his, he was like – ruined his career was in this doubt mm -hmm. and he you know even Greta Van Susteren like well, there's no demand for Greta Van Susteren at the time <laughs> yeah. I, I remember everybody oh, yeah. the, drums, remember, the drums were banging for Greta Van Susteren yeah I mean no knock on her or anything but like I remember when, when it was the hire it was like wait a minute you're gonna that why, like, why Greta of all people like right, it didn't true. make any sense to me as a as a viewer of Fox News yeah. and you know like Greta sent some good things and, and everything it's not to you know hammer her or anything but it's just, it's just that it was an odd choice to me at the time 
And I, I feel like that's something that, that maybe, you know, because co- there's coaches like that. You know, Chip Kelly has 15 people on the team with, with, with torn ACLs in the last three days. Uh, <laughs> that's apparently a flaw. He just loves torn ACLs. It's just something he likes. Like, he, Jeffy likes Lester Holt. Chip Kelly likes torn ACLs, okay? And it's like you kind of like that. You, like, take the guy that other people thought, you know, was kind of done or, or had problems, and you mm-hmm. kind of bring them on, and you say, I can, I can make something out of this guy. Yeah. And so I can see that happening. Yeah, because he obviously is a talented broadcaster at some level. It'll be a project. The guy was winning. Uh, you know, he oh, was, every night. Every night he was winning. He goes on th- things like Letterman. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, or, or he's funny. Leno or, or Jimmy Fallon. He's always funny. He's. I mean, he was much always to me much better as a comedian than he was as a news guy because yeah. he's an entertainer, and I think that's what that's what got him in trouble here. He knew how to tell a story. He wanted to make the story better, and he went down that road. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a lot to like there, too. Uh, if, if you put him in the right circumstance and don't try to treat him as this, you know, I'm going to go out in the field and investigate, you know, genocides. I would say he's the last star of any kind of note on network television. I think you're probably right. Uh, on network news Aside television. from Lester Holt, you mean. <laughs> no, in- <laughs> no, including Lester Holt. Aside from Lester Holt, you <laughs> No, including Lester Holt. More patents do coming up. And Lester Holt, of course. Cool. Cool. Replacing Jeff. <laughs> oh, do you run a fan club or something? What is this? <laughs> is there a porn site that you're operating for him? <laughs> Welcome back. Uh, so we had a little bit of an incident uh, this weekend uh, on the wonderful world of stew in which, uh, well, I, I, I drank some poison. How are you feeling, by the way? Because I thought the whole point of the thing was you to die. It was, uh, I believe it was called <laughs> stewicide. It was called stewicide. Are okay, you? So, uh, Jeffy, I'm, I wasn't really going to kill myself on the air, but I did do the thing I said I was going to do, which was drink uh, several different chemicals that people are constantly protesting. You did. I did. You actually did it? Yes, I did it. Uh, and I, I actually lived through it, as I said I would. How, how much time do you have left? I think I'm going to be okay. We'll see, though, right? I suppose. We'll see over the That's coming months. Uh, yeah, you, you really wanted me to die. I've learned that uh, over, over the last couple of days. Jeffy wants me dead. Uh, and I guess I shouldn't be surprised. Uh, but it's just odd after, you know, I treat him so well and... And so nicely, and I thought we had such a great friendship. And then to see him, I mean, it really hurts. I'll be honest, it hurts. It, it hurts quite a bit. Uh, so, anyway, uh, if you missed it here in the wonderful world of Stu, uh, this was the segment uh, called the Stu Aside on the season finale. A lot of reaction from you online on it. Uh, and uh, give it a whirl. Watch. It's a little uncomfortable at times. If someone offers me a drink, I always accept one because I'm most likely thirsty. Two, because I'm polite. And three, there's a 0% chance I'm being roofied. That's one good thing about being middle-aged and overweight. No one wants to roofie you. But some people, like Patrick Moore, are much more wary when it comes to accepting drinks, especially when it's a glass of glyphosate. Watch. You can drink a whole quart of it and it won't hurt you. Yeah, uh, you want to drink some? We have some here. I'd be happy to, actually. But you- not, not really, but... Not really. I know it wouldn't hurt I mean, me. If, if, if you say so, I have some glasses. No, no, I'm not stupid. What a gotcha moment, though. Or is it? 
It's time to get antisocial. I respect Patrick Moore, who is, by the way, not a Monsanto lobbyist as reported. He's a founding member of Greenpeace, who has since come to his senses. Of course, Patrick Moore doesn't want to drink the glyphosate on camera because a big old glass of glyphosate is more than what a normal person would ingest in over 500 years. And by the way, I'm not basing that off some crazy estimate. I'm basing it off of the EPA's worst case scenario of how much you ingest. If instead we base it off of one actual effort to estimate the amount of herbicide ingested by the average person, it could be as much as 230,000 years of glyphosate. Newsflash, at those extreme levels, everything is toxic, including water. If you drank 500 years of water in one sitting, I promise you, you will be dead. In addition, if there's anything I've learned during my time as a hot 21-year-old female model at a bar, it's that you don't take drinks from strangers. In this particular case, the incentive for the person giving you the drink is not to hook up with you. It's to make you sick or kill you. So of course you don't accept the drink. But glyphosate, in the amount we as humans actually ingest, is safe. How safe is glyphosate? Think about it this way. The amount of glyphosate that is safe to ingest every day for the rest of your life is over a thousand times more than the allowable level of vitamin D. And still, the fear of glyphosate persists. Why are people so afraid of glyphosate to begin with? It's the active ingredient in the world's most popular herbicide. Mm -mm -mm. You got it, Roundup, which will apparently cause half of all children to be autistic by 2025. According to a now thoroughly destroyed paper by MIT staff member and anti-genetically modified food advocate Stephanie Seneff, let me be clear, there is no real science actually done in this paper. Seneff's main argument was literally this chart. Glyphosate use has increased, therefore it must be causing autism. Mm -hmm. Of course, of course that's obviously the case because autism is increasing and glyphosate use is increasing. It must be correlated. To show just how bad the correlation argument is, anything that is increasing since the late 90s can be shown to cause autism, including organic food. I mean, look at the correlation. It's almost perfect. Look, you can eat however you choose. And every product is toxic at some level. So how toxic is glyphosate compared to the things you may come in contact with every day? We can measure a product's toxicity by its lethal dose 50 measurement. The LD50 is the amount of chemical in milligrams per body weight that it took to kill 50% of a population of test animals. The lower the LD50 number, the less it takes to kill you. So low is bad, high is good. For example, we know nicotine is pretty bad. It has an LD50 of nine. Caffeine is 192. The same as bleach, also 192. Tylenol is 338. Household ammonia, 350. Codeine is 427. And table salt, obviously pretty innocuous, is 3000. So where does glyphosate fall on this particular scale? It has an LD50 of 4900. Considerably less toxic than table salt. Not so scary, is it? Which is why I feel that it is my duty to step in for Patrick Moore and accept the Frenchy French reporter's offer. I have asked this bartender, who's awkwardly sitting here, get up, <clears throat> to whip me up a custom drink. I'm calling it the Stuicide. Mm -hmm. In it is approximately five months 
of glyphosate. And just to make it fun, I've also added a bunch of fracking fluid. Mm -hmm. Because that's another thing that protesters keep asking fracking ad advocates to drink. Now, this particular drink will have sand in it because fracking fluid is about 6% sand. And I'm not excited about drinking sand, and I do think it's going to be a little crunchy. Uh, but it's also 93% water and less than 1% of chemicals, some of them similar to what you find in glass cleaner. We've recreated it here. And of course, we've also got the glyphosate and put it together with a trendy salt rim and a wonderful lemon. Nice job. As we've learned, by the way, the salt around the rim is more toxic than glyphosate. This is going to taste terribly, and I do realize that, even though I'm sure you did a great job mixing it. You know why? It's not a freaking beverage. It's herbicide and fracking fluid. Okay? So I know it's going to be awful. This could very well be the final episode of The Wonderful World of Stew. If, of course, the internet is right. <clears throat> oh, before I drink, let me remind you. Do not attempt this. I am a trained professional in stupidity at work. The professional, me, and the company, The Blaze, take no responsibility if you attempt to drink Roundup, or fracking fluid for that matter. Don't do it. Herbicide and fracking fluid are not beverages. We spent hours and hours in front of spreadsheets to make sure we calculated the proper amounts of each chemical I'm about to ingest so, you know, I don't die. No credible person would recommend that you do this because it's not its designed use. After much research, we're doing this to prove a point, but you should not, partially because it's going to taste horrible, which is why I need to add a bunch of artificial sweeteners. Do you have some here, Matt? Do you mind adding? By the way, I'm told these artificial sweeteners, uh, by many of the same people on the internet, are also completely deadly. Incidentally, I've built up a large tolerance to chemicals. I'm like Wesley in The Princess Bride with Iocane powder. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. Uh, good luck. Thank you. <clears throat> the stew this is the first on-camera suicide, right? Well, before we start, do you have, can you get a, a chaser? I'm going to need a chaser. Okay, Red Bull. Thank you very much. Little Red Bull chaser. By the way, caffeine. Lots of caffeine in here. Also more toxic than glyphosate. And do you have uh, some, maybe some more artificial sweeteners for this drink? Make it look a little bit more toxic. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's starting to actually look good now. It looks like a melon ball. <laughs> okay, I have the chaser. I have the drink ready to go. Can I squeeze the wet lemon? I would suggest it. Yeah. Okay. Maybe that'll cut the taste a little bit. Here we go. The first on-camera suicide. I don't know if I like the inch of salt at the bottom of this, but I'm going to do my best. I mean, it's a weekend show. Why, why would anyone do this for the show? Okay, are you ready? Here we go. <laughs> it's crunchy. It's not as bad as I thought. I will say that whatever you did to that was, was wonderful. I will say it was a tad herbicide-y, uh, a little crunchy. Suicide me again, Matt, because that was absolutely delicious. And I think I'm going to live through it. So to review, it's just sand in my teeth.
Why did I think this was a good idea? To review, do not attempt to drink glyphosate, but if you accidentally do, it probably will not kill you. And you actually ingest a very small amount over your lifetime. It's not really that big of a deal. Fracking fluid is not scary either, but again, it's not a beverage. Don't drink it. But if you accidentally do, you probably won't die. And if you want to poison yourself the fun and tasty way, reach for alcohol, which, by the way, is also much more toxic than glyphosate. Cheers. By the way, <clears throat> I've instructed the wonderful world of Stuber to take a video of me two days after this to make sure that I'm still alive, or I guess maybe not. We'll see. Here comes video of me, wherever I am, two days after the drink. Happy suicide. Yep, that's what it would have looked like if I had actually been killed. But as I told you, it's not harmful to humans, so I'm completely fine. But I am a Canadian sports celebrity, that's true. Beck. Big news. Big news. This is uh, uh, sweeping the country right now. Bed Bath & Beyond has changed your return policy. What? Oh, no. Yeah. Well, I guess they could, you could return it at any distance from the time you purchased it, so you could bring something back 20 years later, in theory? In theory, yes. Uh, without, they, without proof of purchase. Without proof of purchase, no receipt, yeah. nothing. And so now you, go ahead, and, you go ahead and have a throw rug or something, or like a, you know, some satin sheets that you bought there. And you use them for 15, 20 years, bring them back. No question. <laughs> it's really what they did. Yeah. Uh, and I guess some people abuse that shockingly. Uh, <clears throat> and they now are uh, repealing it and changing it in some way. Uh, my guess is, though, they're going to pretty, probably pretty much have a pretty strong uh, return policy anyway. Um, I'm always interested in these uh, sort of internal store workings to see how they work out. It's sort of the crazy people. Yeah, they're the Jeffies of the world. You're going to have customers that are coming in. They're going to be good customers. You're going to pay for the food. Right. They're going to do the thing. But like you have the Jeffies of the world who's going to come in and find some little scam to try yes. to figure that out. You know what this reminds uh, me of? Remember the uh, Lucille Ball? Uh, it was either I Love Lucy or the other one. I always get confused about which show it was. But um, she uh, saw this advertisement for, and, and uh, companies used to actually do this. If you don't think these are the best beans you've ever right. eaten, right. we will give you double your money back. Yeah, yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. So she went to the store, knowing her grandma's beans were the best she'd ever had, beans or chili or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. And she decided she was going to buy them all and then yeah. take them all back and double her money. Mm hmm so it was a you know pretty profitable plan that she had. Ingenious, ingenious. But and so she just—I mean, she filled her living room mm -hmm. with cans of beans, <laughs> I mean, stacked all the way up to the ceiling, almost. <laughs> yeah. So much so that here's the weird thing. Uh oh no! She got Something trapped. Happened. She got trapped in there. Oh, <laughs> she couldn't get out of her house. Oh, she no. had so many cans of beans, and so she she made her way to uh, the kitchen and then came back out 
and opened up one of the cans of beans so she wouldn't starve to death because she had nowhere to go mm. and no food in the house except for the beans because that's all she'd been stocking up on. And she tasted those darn beans, and I'll be darned if they weren't better than her grandma's. <laughs> and of course, and now she of course, she's lie. faced with a moral dilemma. She can't lie and Ugh. say these these well, are the best beans I've ever had. And now she's stuck with all the beans. A uh, more recent example of this, because uh, uh, I do remember that episode. It was uh, it was fun. She couldn't lie. She couldn't uh, lie. A so, uh, more recent example of this was uh, one of my favorite shows, uh, a show called Nathan For You. I think we've talked about it before. We have. It's very funny. Program. Very so funny So he show. comes in and f- sort of fake fis- fix- fixes businesses with these mm-hmm. terrible <laughs> ideas. It's like it's like a, one of those shows. It's kind of like a really kitchen funny. nightmares for, for small businesses. Yeah. And so one of them he does at uh, a, a place in Los Angeles that claims it has, it has the best cheeseburger in town. Mm-hmm. So he comes up with a promotion that... Um, you just uh, you say it's the best cheeseburger in, pr- in town, or we'll give you a hundred dollars. And he really does it. So all these people show up, and he and he, he he's, of course everyone is saying, uh, "No, it's not the best one I've ever had." Sorry, getting a hundred dollars, he had to pay out over six thousand. <laughs> Oops! Oops! And then he just started trying to like—that's funny. Manipulate. And he actually does these bits. Yeah, he actually right? does them. Yeah. So, and he, so. he paid out over six thousand dollars, and he got to the point where he was like, he was like setting up, like he'd be talking to one couple, and like, I'm sorry, it just wasn't the best uh, cheeseburger I've ever had. So, I mean, hundred dollars. He goes, okay, you know, I understand that we will respect the policy, uh, but we will have to tell you, we're going to have to let someone go. Uh, yeah, her name is Juanita. <laughs> <laughs> and then right then, Juanita walks out. Oh, hey, Juanita, I'm glad you're here. Listen, uh, these people don't like the burger, so we're, we're going to have to let we'll you let go. You They're go. like, no, 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 no. You can, you can. It was. It was a good burger. No, it was really good. Was you could, but was it the fire best? Her. They said they, they would. They did. They decided to give the money back because they didn't want her fired. <laughs> it was the best because they didn't want Juanita fired. Right. Mm-hmm. That's really nice of them. Yeah, that was nice. Like, uh, who, who cares? Yeah. You don't know Juanita. No kidding. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, we'd all be like, yeah, let her loose. go. Give me the hundred bucks. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> There's a, such a... The, we're, we're conservatives. Oh, we don't yeah, care we don't about care people. people. People, especially right? when they don't have names like Joan. Right. I mean, if it was Thank Joan, you. maybe we'd fight for Susie or something. Her. Right. Maybe. Heather? Yes. But uh, Juanita? <laughs> no. Of course not. Uh, shows, really. If you, if you have a, a moment a and show. you want to watch a couple it's ridiculous... A I mean, it's, it's so funny. Be prepared. You'll spend the rest of the afternoon watching those yeah i mean it's so. <laughs> it's bizarre we should actually go through maybe we should go through these uh these we have a bunch of these um cheesy fast food training, training videos. videos maybe we'll have to we'll probably have to save those for tomorrow we've been rambling uh, let's here. watch one let's okay. watch the del taco one since right. we got a little bit of time here's del taco's cheesy training video looks like my wife cue the walk person not now but walk person where are you Walk person! Cut! 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 Customer, you were beautiful. Really, don't ever change. Where's the walk person? The customer should never walk up to an empty counter. Here I am. Okay, yeah, that's, that's pretty bad. It's really painful. It's, uh, it's painful. All right. Those well, are we, real training videos. Yeah. Is that what they're portraying? They're trying yeah. to be funny. And, we got a bunch yeah. of them from Godfather's, Wendy's, McDonald's. Oh, nice. Sure. Show those with you tomorrow, perhaps. And we'll have, obviously, examples of the food from each one of these restaurants. So obviously. Hello. Yeah, you can't talk about it without that. <laughs>